Welcome to episode 6 of the FGEM podcast series. In today's episode, we are going to be discussing the reality of the end times prophecy. This is one of the most controversial topics and one of the most touchiest in-depth topics. Yet, we will be using, we will be focusing highly on scriptural context and understanding what the scriptures have to say about the things. We will also be discussing whether COVID is a sign of the end times, whether are we in the end times already, uh, you know, is the vaccine the mark of the beast, you know, we're just going to be going through this. There's a lot of conspiracy theories as well, which are kind of ridiculous, honestly, but it's out there and we're going to be debunking those conspiracy theories as well again make sure to subscribe to our youtube channel like this uh video and a lord and ultimately just share this video out with everyone uh we are also available on spotify Apple podcast google podcast and make sure to subscribe there as well all right so here with me in today's episode we have brother dave uh we have two new uh faces here uh, we have Samuel, the bottom left, and uh, we have Splushy, the bottom right. So, uh, to, uh, both of you, as you're both of you are new here, go ahead and introduce yourself. You want me to go first? Yeah, any one of you can okay. go first. All right, so I'm Samuel Souls. I am 23 years old. Um, recently started preaching um, a little over a year ago, back in, in April. And I currently study typology in the Bible, end time prophecy, writing a commentary for the book of Revelation. So this is all fitting in very well for me. Um, currently going to a Baptist church in North Carolina, and my hobbies include lots of reading and just hanging out with friends on my other Discord servers and teaching Bible studies. Mm -hmm. Hi, I'm Jasper. Um, I'm 17 and uh, majoring in computer science this is my second year and um just uh just wanting to um and uh, just wanting to dive in you know into bible study with other fellow believers and learn more about the word of god and uh yeah i look forward to um engaging with you guys in conversation and learning more about um these topics all right let's just i don't know why i already got the jitters already just hearing the word end times prophecy so again everyone so today's outline is very short but um you know there's a lot of meat in each statement there so uh first off you know just you know when i say end times prophecy what just comes to your mind when i say that what what goes through your head just just spew out what what goes through your mind when i say end times prophecy or when you hear about end times prophecy essentially um everything in the bible you know revelation mm -hmm. just uh, the um, entire description of you know the the events that will happen before jesus comes back and all that i'm yep. currently whenever i hear the word end times prophecy my first thoughts often go to the return of jesus christ physically uh to this earth when he touches foot on the mount of olives and uh, about the rapture of the church mm -hmm and the four horsemen and everything that happens after that the seven seals the seven trumpets the seven vials all those things immediately come straight to my mind and often how we're decreasing as generate each generation is getting more and more wicked and how all this is progressing slowly towards those times mm -hmm. that's usually what comes to my mind yep. amen yep i think about um the Bible and, and how I'd hear about it as a kid. I remember, I think the first time I actually heard about end times was about six years old. And I, I was reading a chick tract and it was talking about the end times and um, kind of getting really into like um, the book of Daniel. And I thought it was really cool. And it, it struck a chord with me as a kid. And, you know, I wish I could tell you, I know a lot more about it. It's still kind of a bit mysterious to me. And I'm, I'm studying it as well on my own to um and also another thing that comes to mind is um hal lindsey i remember when I, i'm in a few years i'm nearing 40 so he was he was a name that would come up a lot about end times prophecy and he'd he'd kind of appear on tv and he'd ask a lot of questions at least and you know sometimes i didn't know whether it's right or wrong but it was always very interesting and um 
Late Great Planet Earth, I think was his book. But yeah, <laughs> and he was one of the end times. And that, that comes to mind, but most importantly, the Word of God. Yes. Amen. Ultimately, what we are supposed to focus on when it comes to end times prophecy is the Word of God. Um, shouldn't be about aliens. It shouldn't be about uh, vaccines. It shouldn't be uh, about Bill Gates. That's not what should come to our mind when we talk about end times prophecy. Uh, it should be the Word of God, what the Word of God has to say in its context, uh, what it has to say. And ultimately, one of the most, um, like, I can't say, like, messed up because there's some truth to it, but a lot of the, the thing with prophecy is, I'm sure all of you can agree with this, it's, it's, it's prophecy, right? Like, it's not like something where Paul says, okay, like, women are to dress modestly, or like, you know, like, essentially, when you lead a church, these are the things to do when you lead a church as such. Like, those are definite things, commandments given to us for us to follow. But the thing with prophecy is, like, it's, it's like talking about the unknown. So already we're having issues trying to understand the contextual meaning as such of the, the original commandments that's given to us. So imagine trying to decode the unforeseen or the future and trying to find the contextual meaning of that. That, that, that essentially goes through a head when it, when it comes to the, when it comes to, that's what comes to my mind really when it comes to prophecy, uh, the danger. And ultimately that's, that's one of the things, that's an advisory. Please do not quote any of us unless it's like we're quoting scripture anything else we say do not like directly quote oh this person says this then essentially it's going to come true we're not prophets you see we're not prophets we're just people trying to give our our side or our or what our pov is on such scripture and trying to just create a discussion off of that and uh, you know putting aside some myths as well and debunking some common myths about this as well um yeah so don't don't quote anything that we we say yeah. use the bible as use the word of god as your filter um do your own research don't solely rely on what we say just us as as human beings just trying to figure out things on our own use your own research and mm -hmm. Yeah, ultimately more than research, like research the Word of God, the, you know, common Amen. resources. Uh, uh, what is it? BlueLetterBible.org. That's one of the best resources out there. Um, there's a couple other resources. I think it's Bible Study Tools as well. Uh, by, uh, Gateway, Bible Gateway. That's another good resource as well. These are the three main resources I use when I'm trying to study, especially the Blue Bible gives you the real Hebrew, Hebrew root itself. It helps you with that. So... Um, so everyone, let's just make a discussion off of this. Um, so let's talk about the whole dilemma regarding the, regarding in people just saying, you know, we are in the end times, right? So, uh, you know, when, when we say we're in the end times, like just to clarify, like what, what, like ultimately when we say we're in the end times, like, doesn't it mean we've always been progressing towards like, haven't we always been in the end times as such? Because ever since the ascension of Christ as such, we are always taking a day, a week, a year, decades, centuries. We're keeping on progressing towards the end times. So what's just your whole thought process when people go around saying, oh, we're in the end times, you know, 2020 is the start of off it all, you know, COVID's part of the whole thing to eliminate the population like what goes through your head is when when that happens what goes through your head i think i think instead of saying we're in the end times i think we're saying we should say we're nearing the end times because yes. we're just getting closer every day and, and yes. yeah we don't know when the end times are nobody can be sure i like to point this out as a common misconception about the end times that is going out there but people say well you know we see that there are more hurricanes happening we see there's more earthquakes happening places and we never thought they would but may i remind you um that we have been progressing in technology we know what happens on a full scale around this world now mm -hmm. and though while we can see an increase i think it's more of technological advancement and when we hear these things being poured over the news all at once, it's like, this is it. Mm -hmm. But when you see Revelation, there are things that are far more severe. In Matthew, far more severe. But that's often a misconception. 
four hurricanes happen in one year, people think this is it. It's technological advancement, perhaps. Just something we should always remember. But we, like um, our friend just said, definitely we're getting closer and closer. And even the early church, may I remind you, thought that they were close during the Apostle Paul's day. Yes. And himself and his wife. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Was that point or that that time when like everybody thought that Jesus was coming back and they were all outside. They sold their houses and they were like, "Yep, this is it. Jesus is coming back," and he didn't come back. Yep. And some of the biggest, most foolish uh, attempts to to do things like this was actually happening by the hands after the early church in the hands of people like Jehovah Witnesses and other groups, which said it happens on this date. And people were selling houses, going out in the streets, preparing to be part of the 144,000 and things like this. So those misconceptions also arise. So we have to get through the misconceptions and say, well, what does Scripture clearly say? All prophecy dates aside, all feelings aside, technological advancements aside, and let's just look at the clear picture. You can't just take a statement someone says and just say, okay, yeah, I'm going to believe in that. You need to use the Bible. Like, exactly. the word of God will lead you to truth. Like, no man can tell you that something is true about A great verse about that is Isaiah 8.20. Um, you should mark it in your Bible if you don't have it marked. It says, to the law and the testimony, if they speak not according to this word, it's because there's no light in them. Honestly, like, you know, you, you brought excellent points there regarding the end times and just... You know, just just because ultimately, when we say at a certain point, and we and we even have time traveling people, apparently time traveling people who claim they're from the future, they've seen the tribulation, they're coming back from the tribulation period, got all this uh, the nonsensical behavior going on. Um, ultimately, let me just quickly, because that's not part of the outline that just came to my head, so I'm just quickly going to debunk that, because uh, essentially, when you say first off. Um, you know, time tra- time traveling scientifically cannot be uh, done, scientifically speaking. Mm-hmm. And scientific and science itself cannot be proven because science is man-made, and science is based on man-made logical and man-made reason. So basically, with a certain uh, amount of the for for a period in time, people thought spontaneous generation was a thing, where like automatically things would happen. Uh, like if you just leave like a piece of meat on the ground, like automatically you would have maggots come up from it. Spontaneous generation, and people are like, oh, spontaneous generation is a thing. But then over time, these the bacteria travels to the particles as technology and knowledge grew in people. Then they started coming to know more and understanding that you know the dust particles, the the particles. Uh, there are particles of bacteria that that are invisible to the naked eye, yet are visible under microscopic technology. And you can and they sit on this, and then they grow, and then they come into this visible, visible form in which we see it. Uh, so just like that, um, you know, we we're essentially supposed to just, um, you know, like we cannot just say that like the the like of that kind of thing. Like, like you, you get what I'm saying there? Yeah. I think time is an illusion. Time is not a real thing. It's a, it's a thing that God implemented into our brains to recognize as like a, a sense in some way that you know, there's change. So let's say I have a ball. It's at one one you know point in three D space and it's moved. That is the illusion of time. We cannot reverse it. Yes, and when it when it comes to just the the whole. Uh, you know the whole like and and another thing is you know when it's one thing for regular people to go ahead and say uh you know we're that the the you know aliens are gonna absorb us into space and we're just gonna end up uh flying with them into mars and uh just chill out with uh with them um but that's one thing but it's another thing for us bible believing christians who who claim to hold this in one hand and then hold the conspiracy theories in another hand and then try to merge the two that that's a that's a form of uh, degrading the authority because we got to believe that the word of god is the final authority for all things second timothy 3:16 through 17 pretty much that's that's the whole thing everyone just turn to me second timothy 3:16 you'll see it on your screen uh, right now 
because I, I like even though like it's just a bit like this is like ultimately every podcast we do when when it comes to Bible truth, this has to be the verse that's that's mentioned the most, and I can't find Second Timothy. God help me. Um, it comes out to First Timothy. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the help. Um, but uh, Second uh, Second Timothy three. 16 there we go all scripture is given by inspiration of god and is profitable for doctrine for proof for correction for instruction in righteousness that the man of god may be complete thoroughly equipped for every good work this is why we must believe that god is ultimately this is the the verse that defines the authenticity and the authority of the word of god essentially like it's it is it not it may be it not uh, like you know we can assume it to be like because of this then possibly this it says it is so when we go ahead and we try to take conspiracy theories uh, and try to merge it with this we are denying the final authority of the word of god and mm-hmm. you know that that's kind of you know that's that's just always something that bugs me you know uh yeah. like about the conspiracy theories you can talk a bit more uh, but I got to ask this question first is when individuals, so has any one of you ever had an experience where someone uh, comes to you and they say, uh, God gave me a dream or a vision uh, that at this specific time or at this specific event will occur and at this the trumpets will sound and uh, Jesus is going to come down and pretty much just suck us all up or or something like that. Has any of you ever had an experience Yes. Oh, okay. Um, one of my friends has just telling me about the server that he was in, and uh, they were doing some really deep studying. I mean, they had all the books pulled. They had all the blood moons set up. They had all the calendars, the Jewish Hebrew calendar, and they said, we have found out through heavy research he's coming back in December of 2020 recently. So as we can see, it didn't come to pass. Deuteronomy, they're not a threat to us, false prophets. But yeah, this is this is something we gotta we gotta deal with. Um, even the Seventh Day Adventists had to put aside Ellen White's doctrines because she was doing the exact same thing when she started leading their church. Mm-hmm. She was setting up dates. She said he's coming after the Civil War and he's gonna set free the slaves. I guess Abraham Lincoln was the type of Jesus Christ or something, you know. But um, but this is happening a lot. But yeah, that was kind of like my personal experience with that. I think that um, Dana Coverstone is the last one I've heard, and he was prophesying kind of um, like a prophecy to do with Trump, and it, it didn't come through, and that is one of the one, yeah. And, um, yeah, that was really bad, and that's the last one. And I grew up in um, kind of like definitely Bethel. If you mentioned Bethel around this church, it wouldn't have freaked anybody out. But it was called the Vineyard Church, and it mm-hmm. was more of – Yes. There's a few still around. And and I went there and, and Todd Bentley and Bob Jones or some other names that would come up and they weren't date setting, but they were, you know, often saying like angels were dispatched to tell them new words, like wouldn't be out of the ordinary to hear. And, you know, and like you were saying um, about the, uh, the seventh day Adventists with Ellen White and the book that they call the, um, the clear word that's their bible they call it the clear word and then a lot of times they kind of don't like to talk about it but it is put out by the publishing house um from them but um and yeah date setting a lot with yeah and i remember growing up kind of like hearing the dangers of mormonism and jehovah's witness you'd hear date setting come up a lot and just a lot of disappointing and um it can be it can lead to helping to shipwreck someone's faith because they put, you know, maybe so much into it, they're embarrassed or like in some people selling their house or so I don't the, the Bible warns you against that by saying that every man will not know the day or the hour and it'll become like a thief. So. um. So, I yeah, I really think that date setting is actually um, counterproductive. Oh, yeah. And it could. Yeah. And I do remember, yeah, pretty much it was something that was a danger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's how I feel. Ooh. And ultimately, um, 
when we try to focus more, put our attention more on theories, try to put our attention more on trying to find a definite. You see, throughout the history of the Bible, we have always seen how individuals have tried to find a definite answer for things. Have individuals have tried, you know, you got the apocryphal books, you know, trying to fill in the gaps about how on earth did all those random human beings just form right after Adam and Eve. Uh, you know, because you, you know, because apparently somehow, something, somewhere, uh, you've got about uh, what about the time gap between Jesus, uh, Jesus when he was twelve, and Jesus when he was thirty? What about that? So you try to fill that in, claiming you got the Gospel of Peter. Uh, but again, you know, God again knows this would happen. God did see that, mm -hmm. and ultimately, that's why you know the canonizing was there to you know he would you know, inspire these people to essentially divinely inspire these people, you know, like this is the right book and, you know, give like, give like the whole reasoning behind it. Like, for example, there you got the Gospel of Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and then you have the Peter, which Peter, the Gospel of Peter is apocryphal. The reason how they decoded it is Matthew, Mark, Luke, uh, and John, these uh, four books, essentially they're not focusing on themselves, but they're more focusing on the life of Christ. Whereas the Gospel of Peter was talking about how Peter's life was, and then like, you know, throughout the whole period, and then he came and met Christ, and things like that. So, you know, the Bible is not meant to be more of a storybook as such to describe about the individual's experiences of things but it's more about reflecting christ as such that's the main key uh the main goal the main direction of things to always is reflecting god yeah. uh, and the old testament points to the to the to the savior that would come in the in the new testament yes exactly you see that and and one word one verse that come to mind real quick i'll it's um, right at the end of John, chapter twenty-one, or chapter twenty-one, verse twenty-five. And there are also many other things which Jesus did, the which, if they should be written every one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. Amen. Mm -hmm. So I, sometimes I think that Jesus was preparing for his ministry, but I'm sure there was a lot going on, and I don't. The Bible, you know, someday we'll know if we're in heaven, uh, I believe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Jesus was getting ready for his ministry, and then when the devil came to tempt him, you know, that was around the time where he was really coming into um, where the Lord was sending him out. Yeah, God was. But, yeah, yeah. I love that verse about how um, how much there is to know. And we won't know maybe till we're in heaven, you know. And, mm -hmm. But praise the Lord. Yep. Yep. Amen. So, uh, we have come to the point where we must bring this up. And we're just going to be discussing a bit about theories for a while. Uh, you should be listening in at the 23-minute mark right now. So, we'll be going in for the next 10, possibly 15 minutes, max 20 minutes, talking about theories, debunking theories as such. Uh, because this is something that needs to be addressed and something that needs to be, like, you know, proven. Like, look, like, this is, like, like we may not understand what the Holy Bible says completely. But we must understand that man-made ideologies or man-made theories are not meant to be mixed with the final authority of the Word of God. Amen? Amen. Amen. Exactly. So, uh. like... So essentially, let's talk about a few theories. Um, you know, before I give the explanation for all of this. Uh, so, Bill Gates, one of the most common figures in the 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 end times prophecy. Now, again, I do agree that there's some low key sus things regarding uh, how about the chip and the ingraining of the chip because it does say that uh, you'll take it on your forehead or you'll take it on your left arm well I'm not sure if it specifies left arm but it says in your wrist like right around this area and uh, the hebrew direct translation means ingraining um, so um and it says without it you cannot be able to sell you cannot be able to travel places and the chip does have a lot to do uh, with that you know it's meant to replace bulky cards so you just your information date of birth uh, personal information, 
uh, all your security stuff. It's like right here. You want to open a door to your house, you just swipe your hand over it. It's going to do it. We're already at the era where we've got fingerprint touch. Everything's stored in a fingerprint. You fingerprint, mm -hmm. it authorizes a transaction. We're already at that state. So uh, with the yeah. with the chip, you just swipe. You can go anywhere. It'll make transactions. Just swipe your hand. You don't need no cards or nothing. So, and the common figure is, the common the common theory is that you know bill bill gates is the antichrist and he's handing out the beast the the he, bill gates is the antichrist the beast as such and he's handing out the 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 chip which is the mark of the beast and that's the common ideology so what's your thoughts on that and i see samuel nodding in severe disapproval go ahead go ahead dave as far as the beast system, I say he would definitely, in my opinion, this now it's just my opinion. Yes, I believe that from what I've seen, I believe that he could be serving that system, and I don't think he's the antichrist, but I could see um, him being like a minion of the antichrist. And I have, mm. yeah, and I do have very see. I almost don't want to get into like exactly how deep I think about Bill Gates, but I've I've heard and and verified back in the day, but that his own family that he doesn't get them vaccinated, and it was kind of like a scandal about how his family doctor released the information that he, Bill Gates doesn't vaccinate his own children, and that always was strange to me too. And like, so he must know that he's doing something that he wouldn't want done, to, and um, but when it comes to it does seem if he's not straight up working for um, the B system or you could, I could get into what I think that is a bit, uh, um, but he's trolling Christians pretty hard then with like the, the Luciferess and to mark the tattoo, you know, it's quantum dot tattoo and there's 060606 and patents out there and the QR to code do with, like a, like a cloud that in and it's all it's out there i have the patent i mean it's whether it's going to be used or not but it's communicating wirelessly to some some console out there and if the belief is the beast is a, a sick kind of computer intelligence that becomes aware you know then it's serving this so that is a thing that i mean the beast is is it going to be a person or is it going to be have its minions that are dispatched. I kind of, I wish that I could say I know a lot more about the end times prophecy, but that's the things that I come across that are, are strange to me about Bill Gates. And the Luciferous thing. <laughs> and the marking, like you have to show, like, I don't know, it's all, it's all bad. And the I amounts don't know of people, he's been kicked out of countries, like he can't go to India because he's injured so many people with vaccines. And it's, I mean, it's so I feel that he is and this is uh, this is what I didn't want to say, but this is neither here nor there. But a lot of people believe that his wife is actually a man. And like if you look very closely at all in the interviews, so there could even be a further deception of, you know, he's trying to pull one over on people and have like some kind of perverted lifestyle going on. But anyway. That's small my opinion, but correct, that's not. Yeah. And you know it is. It's there's a lot of weird stuff that goes on with people that, that the government wants you to trust. They put they put a pink sweater on him, and you know tell you to listen to him like like he's a doctor, but he's not a doctor. He's a he's a techno. He created a program, you know him and <laughs> anyway. Him and Steve Jobs, and then he basically, in my opinion, robbed from Steve Jobs. And that's my opinion on Bill Gates. It's not not a high one, I guess. Uh, Bill Gates definitely he takes he takes software and work that made by other people, and he re-implements it with his own with his own work and calls guys, it him, his own stuff. Guys, but, I have to interrupt you. I'm not asking you to give me. Uh, like a, a description of who Bill Gates. Is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm expecting to hear a social security oh, telephone number. <laughs> what no, would make I'm... me suspect 
of him being a beast type person, that's pretty elaborate. Or mm. I put it out there, I guess. I, wanna, but, yeah. I really want to step in here and elaborate on something about Please that. Please do. Because as I study typology, you find this, and it really opens up your mind to a whole new, not a new vision. I'm going to be careful with my words, but a new chapter of how you look at the Bible. Let me give an example. Mm-hmm. Throughout our own history, 1900s to, to, to now, and even in the Bible, events and their purposes are repeated constantly. Let me give you one good example to get you started off. The Tower of Babel was built. Man came together. Let's build up for ourselves to get to God. Let's get to heaven, make a name for ourselves. God was not worried and taking pills. Oh gosh, they're going to reach my gates and start knocking. What am I going to do? He saw their unity. He didn't like it. So he came down personally and just just messed up their languages and they scattered. Years later, the prophet uh, Daniel. Now, now here's the, here's the thing. Tower of Babel was built in a place called Shinar. Nebuchadnezzar set up an image in Shinar, Babylon, and got all the languages back together and said, let's worship this for ourselves. And they worshiped, and what happened? God came down in the furnace. Events re- seemed to repeat. There were people back in the days of the World War II that thought, this is it. Yes. Hitler, Antichrist, this is it. He's, he, he has a Nazi mark that's literally around their, around their bands, and, and there's people that are Jews are having to hide, and Matthew talks about how Jews must be hidden, and they panicked. And there were people waiting for the return of the Lord to end Hitler's reign, but it never but, happened. I hate to interject, but, but yeah. they couldn't choose to have that mark, though. That was forced mm-hmm. upon them, so that kind yeah. of negates yeah. in a certain way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. And but what I'm saying is like you see a type of the events. Maybe they're not all lined up explicitly with Scripture, but you see the types are beginning to unfold more and more larger throughout to now. So Could you call him saying, a, type of, a type of Antichrist? Could you call him a type of Antichrist maybe? He has the Antichrist spirit? Like, the spirit of Antichrist? I could. Are there um, Antichrist or is there just one Antichrist type? I would have to say like he's a foreshadow, perhaps. Now here's the thing. It, it, it's all about yeah, what he's intending okay. and how it's reflecting on the scriptures for us. Like when we look in scriptures and we see and we're thinking about, and all we can think about is, well, what is Bill Gates doing? And we see that. We need to be careful. But we can see definitely that as they're making more of these in your hand, in your forehead things, may I remind you that none of this can be actually real until a Jewish nation has a third temple in yes. which that the Antichrist will go to the Holy of Holies section, set up an image to himself instead of a mercy seat, and say, this it's my place. I'm God. Worship me, or your or head's going to roll. May I well, remind well, you that that can happen? So what? Go ahead. Sorry, wasn't President Trump speaking about building the temple again in in he Jerusalem? Was. And that got a lot of us excited. We're thinking, oh, here it is. He's getting yeah. the temple built. And I'm hearing rumors. I've been like, wasn't it strange that in my mind I, I I couldn't wrap it around why he'd want to speed up Bible prophecy in his own. It's it's just it's kind of a strange thing. So it almost a person wouldn't be crazy to think that there's a bunch of people kind of in on it, you know, or whatever's going on, you know, in Bohemian yeah. Grove, Deer Island, these secretive places, you know, like just kind of the I mean <laughs> And that I, introduces us to I two kinds two kinds of people. The people that read the Bible and say, Well, let's go fulfill the prophecy, and they really do. Or there's the group of people that says I read the Bible, there's prophecy, I'm going to try to fulfill it, and they're hindered. It never comes to pass. Because God says, nope, not yet, not yet. Harry Truman is a great example of this. Because he had read, his, his aunt, his grandma, they, she read her, her Bible to him when he was a young age about the Jewish nation becoming a thing again. So when he had the opportunity to step in and approve of an Israeli nation, he did it. And the rabbi walked up to him and said, you are fulfilling prophecy about our nation coming back and being a physical nation on the earth. And he was very proud of that. But what he realized is he didn't complete it. He completed a part of it. 
Everyone has their own that, part. Exactly. Everybody has their own part. That's it's all lining up in parts, but people are acting like their part is the whole. Yes. But it's not. Because the Bible then has to come in and say, Well, does it meet this criteria? Third temple, the Antichrist, and if it fits all there, then yeah, this is it. But other than that, you're just doing your part. Plushy, anything you'd like to add? Because you were kind of silent for this section. I don't think I've researched and come to understand this topic enough to really comment, but I'm willing to listen and get my thoughts, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. All right. Well, yeah, just like that, you know, I, the reason I brought Bill Gates because uh, Brother Dave and uh, Splushy for a bit, you were both talking about, uh, you know, Bill Gates, personal life and stuff. You know, <laughs> for those of you listening, we're not attacking uh, Bill Gates. Uh, the, the original question or essentially the original, the, the thing that we're trying to bring out is the, the theory. So the theory that Bill Gates, now it is, it, 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 <sighs> let me just take a breather. Okay, so essentially, for in order for the mark of the beast to be here, in order for the beast to be here, we must understand something. Um, there's got to be, just like uh, Samuel said, there's a parts, essentially parts that have to happen, right? So this has to happen first before you get to this. Until then, this part is not going to get done. Uh, so we're just let's just go over scripture real quick. Second uh, Timothy, chapter uh, three, verses one through seven. You'll be seeing it on your screen. These are key verses. Usually, you have a key verse at three fourths of the way, but this is a key, few key verses. Second uh, Timothy, chapter three, verses one through seven. Got a little bit of trouble with getting my Bible to flip right. Okay, there we go. Three, one through seven. All right, everyone on it. Mm -hmm. yep. Okay, but know this. So this is one of the greatest prophecies to me that I really don't see spoken that much. Uh, but yeah. know this, that in the last days perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, proud, boasters, blasphemers, disobedient, whoa, disobedient to their parents, mm -hmm. unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people, run, boy, run. <laughs> For of this sort are those who creep, into households and make captives of gullible women loaded down with sins, led away by where's less. So, or six, real quick. Let me just—it's not directing towards women. Uh, what what it what it, what it's saying is people who are gullible to such things, uh, who mm -hmm. are you know essentially people uh, who have not you know learned that much, or you know we're not saying it's wrong, or essentially you're you're dumb for not learning. We're not saying that. Uh, but you're more susceptible, which is why it's more, why more attention needs to be given that you don't fall into that or fall into thinking of the sort of uh, false ideologies that of prophecy coming fulfilled before the rest of this is. This is a common thing. So for me personally, right now, um, Right now, like even during COVID time, if you see many people are making a thing about it, you know, COVID's here, you know, that's it, you know, because the because uh, Bill Gates was pushing for the uh, the chip to be implemented mm -hmm. a vaccine, uh, so that way it could be done. Like, okay, the vaccine's going to be mandated, uh, so essentially you just push it in and you you get it done because it's going to be ingrained into your thing, and then people are like, okay, it's like ingrained, so like it's going in there, like this is prophecy, guys. Now, again. Some parts may be true of the scripture, but we got to understand we have not reached Second Timothy chapter three verses one through seven. Well, half.
halfway through at least, but we're, we're, it's not fully there because according to this, uh, you know, it's starting to get accomplished. We're starting to see more rapes every day in the news. We're hearing about rapes. Every day there's a fire. Every day there's a murder. Every day there's a uh, bank robbery. Every day uh, there's a kidnapping. There's sex trafficking. Abort abortion. An abortion, literally an abortion. abortion is, I believe, the second uh, leading cause of death in America oh, as dude, of right now. Did you freak? Oh, oh yeah, sorry. I had to throw that in there. That came to my mind. Yeah, mm -hmm. but yeah, that that's, you know, um, you know, all these kinds of things, you know, unthankful, disobedient to parents, unholy, unloving, slanders without without self-control. That's that's something there, really, if you think about it from the other perspective. Um, you know, lovers of good, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, uh, you know, pro that leans more into progressive Christianity, lovers of self, really. We've talked about episode five. Make sure to check that out. Um, and, you know, having a form of godliness but denying its power, uh, you know, such as Eastern mysticism, claiming Eastern mystic powers as of your own spiritual ability given to you by God. So we're seeing a lot of this coming out in very subtle ways, but people who actually study, if you, if you ju just think, like, for a while, you'll start to see, like, just research more modern-day churches, not all, but some out there who are doing this kind of stuff, uh, they, like, they, they fill in this... Okay, why it's lagging? Okay, that fill in this criteria. They're filling it all out. Uh, we see in the news, we see people out there. But, and it really brings you to that point but ultimately without this getting fulfilled this is pretty much step this is i like to call it there it's a it's a main categorized like in vague terms there two, there are two steps in reality one we've got to reach to that point where the world is unsavable and it pretty much turns into sodom and gomorrah uh but <laughs> that's kind of the thing that I like to think about because, um, I mean, you know, I don't, I want to make sure that as many souls are saved before that period. But, um, you know, that's ultimately the doom because, I mean, just like how Sodom and Gomorrah is d diminished, uh, like, like, uh, deleted essentially, the earth is going to get deleted. You know, fire and brimstone from heaven, it's going to come crashing into the earth. Portions of the earth going to die out, uh, just blow up, scatter people, going to die, mass. Um, but, um, ultimately this is step one. We got to reach that point where like, there won't be any love in the most basic terms. There won't be any love, no mercy, no forgiveness, no nothing. Everything is more like take the law into your own hands and just like do whatever you want. Has, has anyone heard of the, the, the purge, like the, the series called the purge, like the, you got like, uh, 12 hours from 7 PM to 7 AM. And uh, you gotta, like, you know, just, you have all the time, all that 12-hour period to pretty much just kill anyone and everyone. Mm -hmm. um, I watched, like, an expose on it. Yeah, I saw it. And yeah. um, it was talking about how it's, like, a new government, and they call them, like, new fathers or mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. you just love how the very first Purge movie just makes it look like this is actually going to happen. Like the way they portrayed it with the American government and everything, they're like, this could actually be a happening thing. And I'm sitting here watching this and I'm like, you know, you're not right, but you're not far from being right. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, really though, because like, that's, that's the level of it. Like people just like the, the, the person who says, I love you that one day is the next person is going to come up with a knife to your neck and say goodbye. And then they're going to end up slicing you. Um, that that's how the level it's gonna be, and then there's the second step, uh, which would be described in uh, Matthew twenty four fourteen. Turn with me to Matthew twenty four fourteen. Uh, get my Bible to Matthew twenty four fourteen. I'm also looking for that verse about how the children will rise up against the their parents, you know, and mm -hmm. they will kill their parents, and also that people will think that they're doing a good work for the Lord when they mar when they martyr people. Yeah, Kenneth Copeland, Jesse Duplantis, I could go on. <laughs> yeah, I really, I really wish I could find verses a little faster. I was kind of lost in my concordance for a minute. Uh -huh. I'm trying. 
Yeah, so yeah, this this portion Matthew 24 verse 14 is actually in the in the context of the signs of the times and of the end of the age. This is one of the most mm-hmm. common verses that's commonly spoke by everyone who believes yes. in the word of God. Uh and the gospel of the kingdom will mm-hmm. be preached in all the world to all the nations as a witness to all the nations and then the end will come. This is the most... Uh, go ahead. Okay, because I got a few comments I want to make because this is right in my alley. Okay, a little bit. <laughs> Good. Go I've ahead. been deeply getting into this. Okay. So I really want to... I'm about to bust here. Okay, so remember the disciples' question are asking, when you come back... Now, this is the second coming. This is the second advent. When mm-hmm. you come back, what happens right before? Please turn your attention to the verses uh, 4... And let's look down through this very carefully. For Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. Mm -hmm. The very first warning is deception. He does does this for a reason. Go to the next one. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, see that you not be troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nations shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. And these are the beginning of sorrows. They shall deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you, and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Now, if you was to carefully look at the description of the four horsemen in Revelation chapter 6, you find all four horsemen line up with those warnings. The first horse is the white horse. He's a deception. It's not Christ. It's the Antichrist. The second one is war. The third one, famine. Last one? Death and hell, picking up the mess. And we see them carefully presented to us, the first things that Jesus mentions. Now, the gospel of the kingdom being preached in all the world, that entails the 144,000, the two witnesses, and the angel, whether it's a symbolic thing or not, that's flying above the earth preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Those uh, four factors come into play when he's mentioning those verses right there. But I just kind of want to bring that up to kind of give some background of what we might be dealing with. Well, yes, that's, that's something again to bring up again. Cause I, I, to be honest, I just wanted to focus more about the progression of things and then like talking about like, where's the period, like where's the period at the end of the ever going ongoing sentence, um, which is the, the whole world. Under learning about the gospel, it doesn't. It doesn't mean that the whole world will believe in the gospel. That's not true because there'll still be people after during the tribulation period. Um, but um, essentially, when you're talking about the great deception, that's very accurate um, because uh, there will be people saying they they come in Jesus saying I'm I'm the Messiah. Look at me. Even the Antichrist himself claims to be the Messiah. But there'll be many. Uh, this is another common misconception: is the fact that there. Uh, the belief that there are many antichrists uh, as such. Um, this is this is in reference to many deceivers. If you look up different translations itself, you'll see it's 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 commonly uh, meant referred to as many deceivers. There will be many deceivers who come in my name. Uh, but uh, yeah, but there is one antichrist. He is the main antichrist. One main antichrist. One false prophet. Um, who be- makes everyone believe in the Antichrist and then, you know, the whole regime. Uh, yep. Yeah. If, if there's demand again, uh, we will go specifically into the Great Deception, I believe specifically. Uh, we we do we did mention about the Great Deception, uh, and we will kind of do, as we do uh, podcasts on music and television and entertainment, as this is, the as this are the main key, key players, the entertainment, the, the music industry, it's all playing a part into the great deception period. So we will discuss more about that then. And again, if there is a demand, we will make a specific episode again with uh, Samuel here, um, God willing, uh, if we don't get raptured by then. (laughs) We do what's up there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll just live stream it, broadcast it from there. Uh, We'll do it for the millennial saints, yeah. Yeah, the millennials. (laughs) Yeah. Can I, I wanted to put a cool verse out there. Go ahead. Revelation 20. 20. Starting oh. verse 4. Revelation 20, verse 4. And I saw thrones, 
So Revelation 20, verse 4. Mm -hmm. And I saw thrones, and they that sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads, in their hands, or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. And then so we have a great... No matter what happens, people are really in good hands. I'll put it that way. And it's going to be wonderful forever. Mm. And also, this is another one. Revelation verse 21. All the people who, who choose the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with all men. Is with men. And he will dwell with them. And they shall be his people. And God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. That's wonderful. A lot of Amen. meat in there. <laughs> yeah. Amen. But, yeah, ultimately, again, as we were discussing a bit earlier about, you know, the, the funding of the temple, you know, that's got to take place. Um, you know, the funding of the temple and um, just the temple being, you know, prioritized there. The highlight goes to the temple, really, when we think about it. So, essentially, from, again, do not quote us. Not quote us, guys. But this is just our analysis as such group analysis of uh the end times prophecy this is how we consider it or our our perspective on on it is based on what we understand from the scriptures uh, from its contextual mm -hmm. meaning is first ungodliness has to reach to a point where there's no love except between believers uh and love has gone to the point of the sodom and gomorrah love um the people which is like zero negative billion something um then you've got the gospel being preached now between this period of the the level of ungodliness increasing and right before the the the, the period where the gospel is finished being reached all across because now we've got like satellites like it's it's getting into countries where it was just formerly just pastures and farm areas now they're able to receive it through radio and you can hook up a television now and you can get hd signals and stuff um but between that period there is the great deception that's also going to start climbing up we're seeing that right now we've also got the the funding of the temples as such and then you know all of these things are just going to come together, come together, and then it's going to uh, collide with the final period where once the the gospel's been preached to the whole world, then, you know, and we believe in the pre-trib, but we always like to look at what it would be like if it were post-trib. Um, and then, you know, then the post-trib, uh, I mean, then as we believe, we will be raptured, and then as such, the rest of the believers will have to deal with the tribulation, the three and a half period of the good, good boy, good boy Antichrist, and then three and a half years of uh, devil boy Antichrist. Although in reality, he is the devil's boy. <laughs> uh, son of perdition. Yeah. The son of perdition, son of lawlessness. And something that I want, and when you mention that, uh, you know, a lot of people uh, claim that um, the, 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 like, you know, we won't be seeing the Antichrist. Only people that will get to see the Antichrist are people who are in the tribulation period. Um, however, I would like everyone to please turn with me to Second Thessalonians chapter 2. Uh, Second Thessalonians, I need to get to it. Two. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 3 through 4. It's kind of funny. 2, 3, 4. Um, that's something I find kind of weird. There we go. Okay, uh, the great apostasy. Mm -hmm. Um let no one deceive you by any means for that day will not come the day of you know you get what i'm saying will not come unless the falling away comes first 
and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself he is God. Now, what are your thoughts on that as such? Because this is really something that blow, that blew my mind when I came across this. Mm. I, think I think I'll start off with this right quick. Um, so, deception again, we see that first just like in Matthew. So deception is the first thing is that's being warned as the mm-hmm. first sign. And we notice this in verse 4. This is really interesting. It says he's going to be exalted above all that is called God. Yes. This means he's going to be something above even the idols at the time. Mm-hmm. That's interesting to think about. And sits himself in the temple of God. Now, I will, I will bring this up. I am somebody who is very open-minded to different views and things if they fall within Scripture. Some say, well, the temple of God is the Holy Spirit. So he would appear within the church. And I'm thinking, well, if we look at that verse about being in the temple of God, and yes, we know that our bodies are temples to the Holy Spirit and things like that. And I have to be very careful of that. um, Because you do remember the third temple we've been talking about with the Jews, they will set it up to God. It will be a, it's a prophesied, it's going to happen, third temple. So you have to be careful with people saying, well, it's going to be inside the church he appears, and then they try to come up with a Sabbath and Sunday being the mark, and you have to completely take that stuff and just take with a grain of salt, you know, because that's a very big issue in end-time prophecy. And then I want to bring one more thing up, and then I'll I'll drop it for now. But um, Paul had to step in for a second letter because somebody right behind him came in and was writing something and telling these people that the tri- that the rapture had already happened and that the tribulation was right now. And considering the fact that they actually had a very wicked emperor, it, back then that would have been apparent to you, like, oh, yeah, this is definitely probably it. And Paul had to come back in and say, no, no, there's something you missed. You know perfectly when this day comes because first, there's there, because we have to see there's a revealing of this man of sin. And I just kind of want to bring that up to kind of set the table. Yes. For the plates, everything else. <laughs> um, yeah, Dave, go ahead, Dave. What's your thoughts on that? Um, oh, yeah, can you refresh? I was listening so intently. Can you refresh me on the question just a, 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 again real quick? Brother? Yeah. They're... Like, when you think about the verses of 3 and 4, that's what our question really was. Like, yeah. what's your analysis? On Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 3 through 4. Really. Mm-hmm. And like the whole like about, you know, son of lawlessness being revealed as a, as a new idea. Second yeah. Thessalonians 3 through 4. So I got Second Thessalonians chapter what? 3 through 4? Uh, two, no, 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 2. Where is this? So which chapter? Chapter yeah. 2. Oh, cool. I got it. I got it. Nice. Okay. Tradition here, opposing I think that it is going to, he's basically committing blasphemy, mm-hmm. and that is the MO of the Antichrist. He's going to try and set himself up like he's the the one showing the pride that Lucifer had that had him thrown out of heaven, mm-hmm. and um, that's a big part of it right there. And it's it's glaring, and it's going to be a falling away first. So... You could almost say that, unfortunately, that has happened a lot since post post about World War II era. Pretty much mm-hmm. the, since the World War II kids, you know, it's it's. So you could it be an argument that that's and the son of perdition, mm-hmm. he'll oppose, exalt himself above all that is called God. And like this brother said, exactly called God, or that is worshipped, so that he. Uh, so that he is God sitteth in the temple of God and showeth himself that he is God. And so it's, yeah, it's going to be just open blasphemy right there. It's horrible. It's interesting that and, one and of the main... That's really sad that falling away is always sad to hear about. Mm-hmm. It's interesting horrible. why uh, Satan is, well, we know it's in God's plan, but why Satan is choosing to have this son of perdition is because the whole purpose of his false prophet himself 
and his Antichrist is he lives in mockery of God, and what he's doing is he's created a false trinity. Himself, Satan, portrays the Father. Uh, Antichrist in the flesh portrays the Son, and the false prophet working miracles, calling fire from heaven, causing an image to be alive. That is the Holy Spirit being mocked. So that's why he's incorporating all these. And notice that, again, back in First War, with that in mind, he's exalted above all that's called God. So this is things that you can see with your eyes because when the disciples they could see Jesus and if he was here on earth we could see him and you can't call something God unless you can see it now unseen things like I wouldn't be surprised at the Antichrist when he shows up if he don't try to use some of the conspiracy theories and bring them under just to get people interested in him and then he just gradually brings them in like aliens all these things. He's going to be interested in that because that's what gets everybody's attention. Everybody's watching the alien show, the alien in the Bibles and stuff. And this, he's going to go, how can I weaponize this into a form of propaganda and get people underneath me? How can I do it? And he's going to do this because that's all people study. Here comes a conspiracy theory video about the aliens that were seen over Israel. Oh, they run to it like a god. But when he comes up and he has all the answers, it's going to be a woe moment for the earth, and they're going to slowly begin to gradually depend on him. And that's where all this can come into play. And there will, of course, be some kind of extreme tracking grid, I can imagine, if you can't buy or sell. They're all going to be able to, like, yeah. like, you know, just locate where you are, like, even if... Because yeah. you got the chip in you, so essentially... Even if that's true, then essentially, you know, but with, with the the information we have today, then essentially regarding the chip, then they could be able to track you. So even if you're in hiding, they can come out and see, seek and find you where you are with the satellites and stuff. Yeah. And as Revelation talking about, evil spirits will be definitely be involved in some of the events here. So it would not be surprising for the Antichrist to employ these spirits to, I guess you could say, execute his will in these matters. You know, we will see plenty yes. of that in the... You know, the trumpets and the vials and all that. We see a shadow of those things, but yeah. All right, everyone. So, closing off in summary today. Um, just ultimately, we hope you have learned a lot from today's episode, episode six. Ultimately, we just went over the whole dilemma regarding the end times prophecy. Are we in end times? Are we just, you know, uh, have we reached there yet? You know, is Bill Gates the Antichrist? Is the vaccine the mark of the beast? You know, in reality, let me just answer that in an order. One, we are somewhere in the somewhere in the middle. Yes, maybe to maybe look out for, or, but yes. maybe it's not the mark. So it could be three, one of three things. Maybe, P maybe yes. Innocent. It could be maybe damaging to your health, or else the third is he's an Antichrist. Yes, exactly. And ultimately, like we went through the scriptures again, how we went through, you know, there's always parts. Samuel mentioned there's several parts as such we need to keep focusing on. Uh, you know, no per one person can go ahead and just fill out all slots like one shot, like bing, 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 bing. Like, no, that's <laughs> that's not possible. Like you do this. God has a part to part for each person even when it came to the the uh, the the writing the holy bible you know he used about 40 authors 40 authors and everyone had their own part as such to write uh to be a part of this holy bible the bible project as i like to say uh god's bible project and um ultimately yeah when we talk about this we must always be careful let us not stumble fellow brothers and sisters in falling for conspiracy theories and going after uh like trying to see like try to come up with the answers to everything uh because we cannot find the answers to all this you know we can find answers in the bible but like when we but certain things are meant to be hidden for a reason certain things we must understand that what's in here is what god wants us to know and what's in here is something God wants us to understand. So let us all, just not end times prophecy, but let us all eagerly learn more about His Word. And when even when it comes to end times prophecy, let us 
be able to glorify God's name and edify one another with the truth of His Word and let us stay away from these conspiracy theories. And even if some of them are true, you know, despite, like, you know, you'll just be like, like, we can all just be like, you know, oh, this is coming true. And then we just get like so hyped up. You know, let's let's start relying during these times as things are now progressing. The ungodliness is, in this world is getting to a point where it is fulfilling prophecy, always has been, but it's starting to speed up, like, ding, 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 like, things are going off, like, the charts, it's it's really, it's really mystifying, but we must rely on God, know that above all, His power, His authority is there, because we're all just people, like, it's like how we're compared to, like, us, and then when we see, like, a bunch of uh, animals or like tiny animals you know worms or insects essentially it's like we, we we can do or like you know we are we are more superior to these animals or these insects and uh, you know essentially even though that's kind of a bad example but the, the main key that I'm trying to bring out of there is the superiority and the and the authority of God in this is how God is more powerful God is more uh, has a more high high ranking as such a higher authority than each and every single one of us so let us all turn to him let us all lean more on him and let us just turn away from finding answers for ourselves is pretty much what i just want to say and ultimately again splushy uh, just sent me a text right now he said he would like to apologize uh sadly he's having an anxiety attack right now uh so he's not gonna be able that's why he he left halfway through this uh, but better yet, uh, we hope to see you again in episode 7 where we are debunking, debunking again the, the, uh, the, um, the false truths of the modern day church, the false beliefs which the modern day church believes in. We're just going to be analyzing the Bible-based culture of a true church. Again, may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ be with you. And again, if you are in need of someone who or who needs to talk, again, just like Brother Dave is saying, you know, just trust in Jesus, okay? And ultimately, just keep trusting in Jesus. And if you ever need someone to talk to, just go ahead and hit us up on our social media and just come join and join the community, our Facebook community, our Discord community. We've got care team there ready to assist you with your emotional struggle struggles. We have licensed professional counselors here to help you as well. Again, you are not alone. God loves you. God be with you. God bless. See you in the next episode.